Welcome, everybody, to TRB, the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us. It is Thursday, discussion time. We're going to get into a lot of fun topics. Uh, you know why? Because Will of the Force, it is. Back, baby! That's right. Sharon <laughs> Emway, after a brief hiatus, is entering the base uh, in just a little bit. But before we do that, Lacey and James with me, as always, like the Cal Ripkins of Star Wars podcasting. Sports. Um, how you guys doing? I'm good. Ready to talk yeah. about this next thing that I see in the notes because <laughs> it's right. really exciting. But mm -hmm. I'm great. As great as I can to reveal be that. in you're not, 2021. You're not supposed to reveal that. It's a big reveal. <laughs> I know, but there's like control and power in saying like, I know something that someone doesn't know. Oh. Mm -hmm. In a fun way, not in a mean way. Have have, you, have either of you watched Ted Lasso? Yes. It's great. It's a really good show. I've been watching Criminal Minds lately. I feel like I could be an FBI agent. I feel like I could be a football coach. <laughs> is that what that show <laughs> and, is? And by football, I mean football. Yeah. No, it's um, yeah, that's a good show, man. Um, I I get big vibes like budget like is low and it definitely has like a television feel to it. But yeah. as far as like the actual character, well, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a crate dragon in season two though, <laughs> yeah. to kick it off. So. Um, uh, but as far as like the character of Ted Lasso himself and like what he stands for and just being who he is and stuff, like I think the writing and his witty comeback and stuff like oh my gosh he's it's very good. It's, it's it's uplifting fun and uplifting and yeah. it feels like feels like it was like the perfect show for 2020 when it dropped and whoever was watching it was like yes and whoever wasn't was like yeah you know what what am i missing you know what's fun yeah. but not uplifting criminal minds <laughs> <laughs> i don't watch any of that stuff i uh, like i watch ready two shows i'm watching right now is seinfeld and criminal minds so mm. I'm laughing at one point in the day and I'm crazy and sad and like, wow, this world is so messed up in the other part of the day. But it yeah. is quite appealing. That is that sums me up. Comedy I've, and terrible, terrible crime. We've wrapped up uh right. Superstore. It had its finale. Oh, I've heard day. about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, well, one thing we hope to see one day is mm -hmm. uh more solo, right? Mm -hmm. Uh to the chagrin of Whoever dive bombed us an apple. I actually found out who it was, but I won't say who. Uh, anyway, <laughs> make solo two happen day like is John's coming back. The FBI agent here. <laughs> yeah. I'm the FBI agent. Criminal yeah. investigations. So, yeah. Well, they're they're obviously not listening to us anymore because we like solo. So who cares? Uh, no, I did get though. Make solo two happen day is coming out on May twenty fourth. Uh, Lacey, go ahead. You're really pushing that VHS box. I got a solo VHS tape. I'm super excited about it. I thought you guys would. Did it actually play the movie? Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, yeah, so Make Solo 2 Happen Day will be Monday, May 24th. Uh, if you don't know the drill by now, basically just hop on your social media account that day. Join the community as we hashtag Make Solo 2 Happen all day and tweet why we love Solo, why we feel like it deserved a better fate, and why we would love to see more. More Han and Chewie, more of the rest of those open-ended stories that ended at the end of the film there. So we do have uh, something to involve you, though, a call to action. Mm -hmm. if, uh, if you'd like to, 
please send us a 10 to 15 second clip of you, you and your family, you and your pets, wearing your Make Solo 2 Happen gear, uh, maybe some solo merch, whatever. But most importantly, use those 10 to 15 seconds to tell us why you would love to see Lucasfilm and Disney Make Solo 2 Happen. Whether that's a movie or a Disney Plus series, as long as Han and Chewie are back, Alden Ehrenreich, Jonas Sotomo, all the other characters, uh, send that to us. 10 to 15 seconds why you love Solo and why you'd love to see more uh, at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com by Thursday, May 13th, 5 p.m. So you have plenty of time, but obviously we want you to get those entries in so uh, we can get that all together because we have something special planned with that. Send them in. 10 to 15 seconds, and we hope to uh, hear from you. And again, you have from now until May 13th. So uh, get creative, get fun, but keep it short. And we appreciate it. Just like uh, the Kessel Run. Keep it short. All right. Now it is time to get into the show. Uh, James, Will of the Force, man. Uh, it is back, as uh, as I said before. So let's uh, have some fun. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. Guys, uh, before we get into Will of the Force, I do want to take a second to talk about something else that is also very exciting, and that is uh, becoming a resistance officer. Um, if you like what we do here at TRB, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. It allows us to keep making the show at the level that we do while always improving and aiming to do bigger and better things in the future. As a thank you for your support, we'd like to, uh, we offer a lot of cool perks and benefits of being a resistance officer, including submitting topics for this very segment that we're getting ready to get into which is called will of the force um that starts at tier uh uh, uh major and up which is like our five dollar tier um and uh before we dive into this week's topic i want to give a big shout out to our uh patreon generals and that is carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers neil shaw david probus john Reese, micah harrison jetta rosewater michael gaines beer fat bethany kendall gelner paul olson jake houchins jeff connery Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, Ryan Warra, and, of course, Val Trenchkoff. Uh, thank you, generals, and uh, let's get into thank the you. segment here. Um, now, we're going to start it off, just like I said, um, with someone who is above that uh, com- uh, major level, Commander Chris White. Uh, Chris wanted to know, will we ever see Broom Boy from The Last Jedi again? Uh, his role was set up at the end of the Last Jedi to be seen again. He has Rose's resistance ring, and uh, he watches ship go across the sky at the end. Maybe a role as a Force-sensitive pilot in a post-sequel trilogy, Rogue Squadron. Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one. Broom Boy, what do you think? Hey, Chris. Thanks for your question. I don't think we're going to see Broom Boy again. I think that was just, from my understanding of what Ryan had said in interviews, is that it was a representation of other Force-sensitive children out there, that they weren't alone, that there was hope in the galaxy. Not necessarily that, uh, I believe his name's Tamiri Blag, is the Brood mm-hmm. Boy's name, that not that he's going to be the future of the Rebellion, just that it showed that people needed them to have the Rebellion, and they needed people to be a part of the Resistance and to fight for them, uh, because he was in a position that he couldn't fight himself. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw it. It might be different, but I don't think we're going to see more of him. I'm sorry. John, uh, do you agree with that? You think we're getting Broom Boy again? 
I think he's going to be the focus of the entire future of the franchise. Uh, so I'm on the exact opposite end of the things. And they're actually going to start fighting with brooms instead of lightsabers because it's more eco-friendly. So I think that's where we're going. You're such uh, a no, jerk. I, Why would you answer? No, I, yeah, I think, um, yeah, Ryan, that was Ryan Johnson's way of like giving a nod to him as a child too. He said like um, how he would play with brooms and like think he was Luke Skywalker. So it was almost like a little tribute to him as a kid. It was more of a epilogue nod thing than it is like a setup. And I know, you know, fans did think, what does this mean? But mm-hmm. he clarified that uh, quite a few times. So, yeah, I think one and done with Broom Boy. And uh, that's all That's all it was. So, yeah, I think that's it. So, so no, yeah, that's my answer. Um, yeah, I'm agreeing with you guys. I think the interesting thing here is, um, and I don't, I don't know if this is actually your thought, like Commander Chris, if you think we're getting him again. Um but the thing here is, is like, it makes me wonder when we watched The Last Jedi, um, I know people say it wasn't a very good movie, but it made a lot of sense to a lot of people. But even things that to me feel like they're very clear are still up with speculation. Like, oh, that was a big setup for something, wasn't it? And it's like, no, you like it's it's confusing sometimes for people who do like the movie because I'm like, does is this not just perfectly clear? You know that that um, this particular segment is there for this reason, and and still it can be confusing. And so maybe that is like Ryan Johnson's delivery of like he had this idea in mind and it sunk in with some people and really just didn't hit with other people. Um, maybe that's a delivery thing, but uh, yeah, I I always thought that it is supposed to be just kind of like a symbol. And I also kind of showed it as representation for Luke as well. Like I think there was a lot of issues with um, making Luke this character who was so negative at the beginning, but then when he comes back, you know, that was supposed to be like a really good thing in his like kind of redemption within that story. And I think that showing these children, you know, uh, realizing that there is a hero out there, you know, Luke Skywalker, the one who can, protect us and stuff really brought hope back to the galaxy. And I think that was really the, the only purpose for those characters. Um, but it's so odd because people, you know, still think of him as the negative. I'm like, did you see the end of the film? (laughs) You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, good question. And, um, I hope we, me clarified some things for some people who still have that in mind. Um, next one is, um, inspired, uh, by a, uh, resistance transmission that came on, or came in by uh, at John Bear McKay. Uh, it was so good that we wanted to bring it up on Will of the Force. So shout out uh, to John here. Um, he said he wanted to see Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, or he wanted to see Obi Wan duel using Anakin's saber. So let's ask the question: Will Anakin's saber be ignited in the Kenobi series, and will Obi Wan use it? John, you picked this out. So what what are you thinking? This like I think because I never even this never crossed my mind it really sparked something in my mind so i was like we have to talk about this so um i want to say i'm i'm leaning towards no only because while it would be like a very similar troll job that luke did to kylo ren in the last jedi if anakin vader they had that encounter and he sees his lightsaber again um not that i not that i would think that his lightsaber means as much to him as maybe other people's because we saw anakin destroy like three of his but 
I'm going to lean towards no just to preserve the Excalibur, you know, handoff to Luke so that it does go from Anakin right to Luke without any mishmash in between. But I think we'll see it. I think he'll open the chest and we'll see it in there. But I don't think it's going to get lit. And I hope they are able to practice that, uh, you know, responsibility of, of and not have that temptation to ignite that puppy in the in the series. So that's my guess. I'm going to say no. Hmm. I think we'll see it. I think he'll open the chest and look at it and reflect on it. I don't think he's going to fire that thing up. Interesting. Uh, Lacey, what do you think? I agree with John. I don't think we'll see him fire it up, but I think we'll see it. Um, but at the same time, I have an idea that I'm going to throw out there that could make sense, but I don't know if it does. But in my head, it kind of does. Can we quickly agree that saying fire up a lightsaber is better than saying ignite a lightsaber? Did I just say that? I didn't even realize I said that. You said it because I said it. Oh. And, and when you said it, I was like, that sounds really good. Mm. It's because so I said fire it. fire it up. Fire it up. Yeah. I think the reason Obi-Wan and uh, Owen get into a fight is because he's trying to give Luke the lightsaber. And they get into an argument that he's not going down that path. And he's going to say it's his destiny and he's going to have the lightsaber and Owen's going to get mad. And then he's going to take that lightsaber and put it back in the chest until we see it again in A New Hope. But that's going to be the big argument. He He's trying to give it to him? Like is in Luke ignites it, fires it up, whatever... <laughs> No, I think Obi-Wan's going to show up being like, hey, he's old enough now to be trained. And he's going to say, I'm supposed to look after him, but like he needs to learn the ways and he's going to mm-hmm. have the lightsaber and he's going to want to give it to Luke and no one's going to be, no, he doesn't He doesn't know about that. He's not going to know about that. He's not going to go that way. He's not going to have anything to do with that. You mm-hmm. asked me to protect him. I'm protecting him. And then that's what's going to cause the big fart, the uh, fart, the big argument. <laughs> The big fart. <laughs> the big fight between. Owen's just going to let rip a big crate dragon steak. I'm just being nervous about this Jedi being there with a lightsaber. Owen's just going to let it absolutely rip. <laughs> I was saying fight. Fight. Do you, but you that mean would he's going to fire he's it like, up, He's like, John? evaporate this moisture, Baru. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's what you call a binary language of load lifters. <laughs> Can you stop? I can't breathe. That, that's because he just let off a fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the big reveal in the Obi Wan Kenobi series is Owen Lars just letting Ripping. it rip. <laughs> We've lowered the lower the bar in the humor hurts. of this broadcast. It's like, well, if your stomach hurts, there's a cure for that, Lacey. It's one of those. It's one of those big, long, awkward rips where no one talks, and then oh, Obi Wan no. says, "Oh, and that was uncalled for," and he says, "That was Baru." <laughs> or, or it's just a quick one. He's like, "He's old enough. I have to give him this lightsaber," and he's like. And he's like, like, what was that? He's like, that's my droid. He has dust contamination. I have to give him an oil bath. C-3PO. We'll see 3PO be in the show. 
It might be. No, he's he's long gone at that point. Right? Lacey, did you have a rest of your point, or is that just kind of like no? Yeah, <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> All right, go ahead, James. Um, long time ago. Now no one's gonna. Now no away. one's gonna remember the important part I was saying. They're only gonna remember that. <laughs> Did you say so? You said he's not going to ignite it, but he's going to bring it to <laughs> Lars Homestead. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's going oh, oh, to bring it. That's for sure. I'm trying to no. save her. Okay. I'm trying to save her. It's not working. No. Okay. So I, I will. The, Lacey, um, yeah, I think that's that makes a lot of sense. And I think that probably is going to likely be what happens as far as uh, as far as Obi-Wan wanting to train Luke and uh, Owen not having it at all. Um, so I think it's very likely that you're probably going to see the saber, uh, but I don't think anybody is going to turn it on uh, by any means. Uh, I don't. I don't think. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's going to be a piece that they just kind of like they can dolly zoom Lacey into, and we just know it's there. We know the purpose. We know the history. Um, I love a good dolly zoom. <laughs> <laughs> like a dolly boom <laughs> that's how i was thinking the same thing too all right it's not even There's good no coming back from that that is my legacy huh? <laughs> all right let's go on to the next question this one, this one uh. is another submission from uh, a commander this one's coming from commander danny uh at simplify danny uh, will we see animated versions of any of the secondary characters that appeared in the solo movie um, appearing in the Bad Batch, right? So Bad Batch is coming out, right? We, are, is there any chance we're going to see an animated Beckett, Val, Dryden Voss, Infus Ness, Rio Durant, a character mm. like that showing up at that particular era? John, uh, start us off with this one. That's tough because didn't we see Dryden Voss in the Clone Wars Season 7? Yes. Uh, briefly, and we're seeing Saw Gerrera mm-hmm. in in Bad Batch, mm-hmm. so it's very possible. I don't. I wouldn't like to see Beckett, Val, or Rio. Um, that wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, Dryden Voss, they kind of already did it. Emphasis Ness, no, no. Nope. I think that's Aaron Kellyman. Um, I'm gonna say out of that out of that batch that they sent us <laughs> here, no. I'm gonna say. So no. are you gonna say it's uh, a bad batch? That yeah, said. that's a bad batch that you sent over, Danny. It's a bad, bad batch batch. <laughs> batch. <laughs> I'm rich, batch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together. All right. <laughs> hey, Luke, you can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. All right. So much. You're so mature. Lacey, is any anybody yes. from Solo showing up in the Bad Batch? <laughs> like Uncle Owen's Terrence and Philip now. I, <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I you better clean up those drawings, buddy. I haven't laughed this hard at an episode since like the Porg Broadway resistance mm-hmm. transmission. We're not even there. Um, I'm gonna agree with John. I don't think that they're showing up. I I don't know if it makes sense in the story. Like I'm all for cameos whether it be animated or live action, if it makes sense for the story. And I don't know if it makes sense for this. It might be in the same time period, but like, why would these characters show up? I guess is yeah. my question, which is why I don't think they will. But Danny, you're the best. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with yes. And here's why. 
Ooh, who, who, who? Maul and Kira. <sighs> oh, but they're not in this batch. They're yeah, not in this batch, but, but the question is, will we see animated versions of the secondary characters <clears throat> that appeared in the solo yeah. movie, i.e.? <clears throat> so, I don't know. I mean, look, I want Solo 2 to happen more than anything, and I think it deserves to be a show, but there's always the chance that they're they're kind of agreed that they're moving away from that. So if, you, if you're going to stick a solo character in this time frame, there's a lot of shakeup <clears throat> going on right now. Um you know, the Republic just fell, the Empire's coming in. So I think we're getting uh, an uprising of new villainous people. You know, I think the Huts are going to thrive in this scenario. I think um, uh, Black Sun is going to thrive in this scenario. You and just I made me think... think of a tweet that's like, Jabba living his bef- best life and thriving. <laughs> He's like, crime. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like palm fronds and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think that also uh, leads into the possibility that Crimson Dawn, which we already kind of were teased in um, Clone Wars. So if we're moving right into that era, maybe this is another thing. Um, yeah, I know that that also includes um, uh, Dryden Voss, like we were just saying. But I think, I don't know, I think like Maul and... Uh, I guess not Kira so much, but I think Maul being so connected to Clone Wars, maybe that's a possibility. I don't know. I'm okay with it if they if they decide to do it, but that'd be interesting. Yeah. But the um, but it being so closely related to where we left off in Clone Wars, and we know that we saw that kind of fun little tease in there, well, it makes me think it's possible. Um, last question though, uh, will Ian McDermott return? Uh, as Palpatine in the Obi-Wan series. So this is kind of going to be set up for the discussion. But Lacey, I'm starting with you. Any chance we're going to be seeing Palpatine uh, make an appearance in Obi-Wan? Yeah, I would say keep let's keep this around quick and then we can expand upon it in the discussion. Um, As it stands currently before our discussion, where my opinions might change, I'm saying no, we will not see Ian McDermott return as Palpatine. But that does not mean we will not see Palpatine. That's my answer. Interesting. <clears throat> okay. John, what do you think? I'm perplexed. You could have someone else dress up as him and use his voice from different lines. You don't have to have him there. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 100% yes. All right. I'm going to say no. And we'll get into it here in a little bit why I think that why might be they the have case. Why would him on the cast thing? That's my that's, question. Okay, that's kind of my reason. Is oh, I, sorry. I, well, I I think the thing is, is I know <laughs> they want to lead. Was he on the cast list heading into the episode nine but panel was, at Star Wars Celebration? But that was a big reveal, though. This is kind of an obvious one. Ooh. <laughs> like this is obvious to me. It's the time of the Empire. It makes sense. Why wasn't Darth Maul on the cast list of Solo? That's different, John. Is it? Yes. Is it absolutely? You know what? I I'm I'm gonna change it because I I think that cast list I think that cast list is supposed to be all of the people who have main prominent roles in this series. And so when we're missing a couple of these other ones, I think that's because <clears throat> some of those other characters are surprise show-ups like um, Jimmy Schmitz. I, 
I feel like I'd be very surprised if he's not in this series, but he's not on that cast list. Why? Because he's in like one episode for like one little bit or something. So Ian McDermott. But that could be same for Ming-Na Wen. She was in one episode, season one. A Mandalorian. It's true. But I think there are some people on that cast list that are or that are not on that cast list that are showing up that we would be sure. excited for. They're sure. they're saving and they're hiding. <clears throat> um so let's get into it, John. That that wraps up Will of the Force this week. Lots All of good right. questions. Um yes. <laughs> lots of laughing. <laughs> but uh yeah, yes. let's head into the discussion. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right, this week's discussion that was kind of like an appetizer for it, but here we go. The Empire's presence in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So Kathleen Kennedy revealed, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy revealed that Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader in the Kenobi series. Still curious how they're going to do that. But uh, how big of a presence will the Empire have in the series? Will it be more of a personal thing for just Vader? Uh, Kind of like, you know, this is aside from my mission under the Emperor. Like, this is personal. I got to find this guy and finish the deal. Or will we get a larger presence for the Empire in this limited series? So are we talking the Emperor, like we just touched on? Tarkin, who we saw is now in the Bad Batch. The Death Star. Uh, are we going to have Imperial Star Destroyers? Is there going to be a heavy uh, Empire presence in this series or not? So um, I kind of sparked this idea off the fact that we've had several Obi-Wan conversations um, in terms of speculating on this series most of which have been focused around Obi-Wan himself um, and that sort of thing. So one thing we haven't really talked about are antagonists and one that will clearly be overlaying the galaxy around this time frame in the story is the Galactic Empire in its prime. You know, 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, it's established, they're wiping out the Senate, all this stuff. How big of a presence are we going to have the Empire? I hope a lot. And I don't necessarily mean... Um, we need to see like, you know, dozens of stormtroopers everywhere or big empire space battles or, or stuff like that. But, you know, seeing the presence of the empire by having star destroyers stationed out of outside of planets like patrolling and, you know, you want that black cloud that should be hanging over the galaxy. You want to feel that in this series, I think, as much as this is a personal story, like a Logan for Obi-Wan. Um, and the Vader thing, I think, is personal. But, and this is where I'm going to go with the Palpatine thing. And I said this with the episode nine stuff. When people were like, yeah, it's Matt Smith is going to be uh, Palpatine. I was like, you got McDarmid. He's not going to be around forever. I think he's in his mid to late seventies. Now the time frame works. You, you have Vader in this series. Uh, it makes sense to have his boss at least make some sort of appearance. Like, why are you going after Kenobi? That's finished. You know, we have other stuff that, whether it's a small scene, even if it, he talks to him via hologram, like Empire Strikes Back. Um, I think you have that guy and the time frame works. It doesn't feel shoehorned or forced. He always loves playing the, the role. Uh, probably not that expensive. Fans absolutely love him. I, I think we're going to get uh, Palpatine. And then with that, also an overlaying presence of the empire throughout tarkin would be cool because i always love tarkin i think that might be too costly with what they did with rogue one to do it in the series i could be wrong they did it with luke 
Uh, but I want to see where you guys are with that. Death Star, I'm not sure, but that would be obviously fun to see. Also, they might be treading too much in Rogue One territory. But uh, yeah, so I don't know who wants to to take it from here. I never know who to go to on these. Every time I do, usually you're like, oh, I want the other person to go. Yeah, you. I think because you, so. I usually always start it, so you always go with Lacey, and Lacey always goes, I'm really interested to hear what James yeah. has to say. So <laughs> it's usually the same process. Lacey, do you have thoughts uh, to get us started here? Yeah. Um, so my initial thought with Ian McDermott is, that they could do Palpatine without having him return. Like, they could have someone else dressed up, or they could have him from the back, like they mm-hmm. did in the trailer, which I had said. That you don't have to show him, but it could be him type thing. But now that John had just said that, I don't think they're going to do it where he's not seen. Like, and I think it's one of those things that you can't have him, Palpatine, in this without it being Ian McDermott. Fans would lose it mm-hmm. if it yes. wasn't him. So I was curious. I changed my answer. Okay, but can I ask you what made you like go to Palpatine, but not McDermott? Like, why would like where did that come from in your mind? My thing was they could have him be in it, but it doesn't have to be him. So they could save the money and save the travel and save everything else Uh, with him being there, especially during the current time frame where we're in, where travel is a little difficult. Yeah. Um, have him come, which I believe he lives in England, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah. he would have to fly back, fly to L.A., which, again, is not a big deal, but now it might be. Um, I was thinking they'd, they'd probably have him film his, his parts in Pinewood or something. They though. could do that, too, which is totally yeah. possible. But I think... I get big, your point now in terms of the yeah, travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the big thing here, I think, is that if it wasn't him, fans would lose it. So I think just, yep. just that alone, I think they would definitely bring him back. I think as for the Tarkin thing, they could get around it, like I said, with him from behind or something like that, where it's clearly him that you can see from far away. But I could see them introducing a new officer underneath Tarkin that reports to Vader, someone else that says, oh, Tarkin said this. And it's a way of working Tarkin into the series or having mention of him without him being on screen where they could say, oh, Mm. I work with Tarkin uh, and it's a new canon officer that everyone's like oh that specific officer works with you know he came from scarif or something before the big explosion of rogue one and like there's ways that you could tie it back and say like oh this person was here and here we just didn't know that this person was there because Mm -hmm. you have to assume there's so many different people at work on these stations and within the empire that they could introduce new officers at any time and we'd be like oh okay cool yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. um The interesting thing for me is we talked about this a little bit on Monday, which was the casting of Moses from um, the Queen's Gambit and how she had tweeted a picture of herself with, oh, I get to play with lightsabers. Now, it could be a cheeky thing saying, oh, I'm in Star Wars, Star Wars lightsabers. But then you can't help it as like one of those crazy fans like I am, like we all are, where you're like, okay, well, what does that mean? Because the only people that have lightsabers at this point are either Jedi or the bad guys. So you're like, oh, could it be Ahsoka, which some people did think. I don't think it is. But then you lean to the bad side. Like, could it be an Inquisitor? Could it be someone that works with Vader directly? Could she be Rey Sloan, which is also a thing people were throwing around. Um, So I think there's a lot of potential of bringing in new bad guys in this series and really giving more of a background to the empire than what we already know of like what their plans were before a new hope and we get introduced to so many things in rogue one through the empire of like all the different plans that they have that we then see happen in the sequel trilogy like hyperspace tracking and stuff 
So I can only imagine what plans they mention in Rogue One that we don't know about. Um, so I think obviously there's a big part of this, which is Hayden and Obi-Wan, Hayden or uh, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, Hayden and Ewan. But I think there is the ability to also take a step further out into the Empire versus the Rebellion. Yeah, it's interesting. So um, so you do think the Empire is going to have a big presence. Oh, and you yeah. think they're going to put some new faces into the Empire. Uh, so, James, do you... Uh, f- where are you at with this? Do you feel it's going to be more of the Logan-type, very small story? Or do you think there is going to be sort of this... Uh, maybe the Empire is on the hunt for Kenobi. Or we see that's why Vader is in this story. Or do you think the Empire is just going to be this looming presence just for the sake of the environment? Where are you at with this thing and where the Empire may sit in this Kenobi series? So I have, okay, like, you know how Star Wars is for any of us. Like, we speculate and we have these ideas and we hope that they do certain things. Um, but we we never want to get disappointed when they don't do those things, right? Yeah. But right, I, yeah. I have something that I, I'm kind of like, man... I really feel like I'm kind of going to be a little bit bummed if they don't go down this route. And that is heavily featuring the inquisitors. Um, Okay. Because I feel like that is something that is going to be, that could really boom the show from a, uh, the bad guys are really cool. Like I didn't even know these like Jedi hunters existed. They all look awesome. Everyone that they show, um, and I think their purpose at this time is only is solely to find down the rest of the Jedi. If you're doing a show on Obi-Wan and we're talking about, um, you know, how he's going to be communicating with uh, with Yoda and uh, there's a potential that Ahsoka is like somewhere in that conversation as well, that she's out there. You know, I mean, maybe that's too separate, but I feel like the antagonist in this show, the main not the main antagonist as far as like who's the the boss, right? But the main one that you're gonna see on screen, I think it's gonna be an inquisitor. And it's and that particular person is gonna be on the hunt for Kenobi. And they're gonna have tracked down something that led them somewhere, you know, and Kenobi's gonna find this out and it ha- and it will have to do something with that. I think where you get in uh Hayden involved and Vader involved is when that Inquisitor tells him in episode three or something like that, that, you know, they found something that could lead to Kenobi. And then, then it's Where like he Vader. Survived, yeah. Yeah. Vader and the inquisitors are like kind of after Kenobi for whatever reason, then it starts to become a personal thing. But the I inquisitor think. The inquisitor thing is funny because when I saw people talking about it and it was one of those first things that popped in my head, I immediately thought of you, James. And I was like, James would love this. This Dude. will turn around the whole attitude of, oh, it's Kenobi. And then you're like, Inquisitors. <laughs> like- <laughs> to, to me, the Inquisitors are like, we got them in Rebels and, and we got yeah. them elsewhere too, like um, Fallen Order and stuff. But I was the- going to say, aren't they heavily featured in Fallen Order? Yes. Yeah, which was really cool because Fallen Order featured ones that uh, we had only seen in the comics. So we got like live action versions of them that you can stand up against and stuff. It's like, oh man, this was awesome. Like the second sister, right? Uh, Isn't that? Yeah, I'm starting to forget all their names, but I believe second is right. Um, It might be 10th. I don't know. I can't remember. I thought it was, yeah, I'm like, is it second or seventh? <laughs> I know. But anyway, seventh, I still knew to, you were going to be I still have to play the game. Seventh is definitely the one in, in Rebels, uh, seventh sister and, and fifth brother. Isn't seventh? Um, seventh is Sarah Michelle Geller, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but the thing here is that I, it it could be like a a bounty hunt or a bounty hunter or a crime guild, or there could be a million other stories that they go with. But I feel like you're right, John. They want to lean into the Star Wars angle of it, the Empire, and you have Hayden Christensen as the cast. So you got to think where your your villainous side to this story is the force aspect of it. It's not so much like the Empire, but I'm. But my understanding of who's the bad guy in the on the force sensitive side is still the Empire. And if those are your bad guys, the Inquisitors are your bad guys, you're absolutely getting... Um, I agree. You're getting that, like... I forget the name of it, but the, the like, side planet that's right next to Mustafar, that would be so awesome to And then show... you're drawing it back to animated, too. They're doing that cycle thing where they're like, okay, now go watch this. Okay, yeah. now go read this type thing, which yeah. Disney loves. They love that synergy aspect. Um, yeah, but I think you're going to yeah. get uh, the Star Destroyers, and you're going to get uh, the Inquisitors, Inquisitorious, like walking around uh, on the ships, like reporting things and stuff. Like, I'm just, I'm really excited from that angle because I think this is a great opportunity to bring them into live action from a marketing standpoint. Like I said before, and I didn't get it out earlier, but this is to me. I know you get them, in, you got them in Rebels, you got them in the video games and stuff. But to me, this is the first time the mainstream audience is going to get payoff for the Knights of Ren. They yep. liked the Knights of Ren. They thought that was really cool. Nothing happened in eight, and then it was kind of a letdown in nine. So the thing is, is like I think that if they lean into a live action, different force sensitive version of the Knights of Ren, I think people are 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 hungry for that, and they're still waiting for that payoff um, from Force Awakens. And this that yeah. would get people excited to go. I feel like I'm missing something if I don't get Disney Plus. That's a good point. And you know, the moment because you know, early speculation on this was like, and it still is for a lot of people that it's going to be this just like depressed Obi Wan, and it's going to be a lot of flashbacks, and he's going to be mopey and and depressed and sad and reflective and stuff. I don't think we're going to get a lot of that. I don't I, think I, so either. I, People are so focused on that it's going to be this dark, deep, emotional thing. And there's going to be maybe some moments of that. But I think Obi-Wan, like I keep saying, as he moves closer to that Alec Guinness version, he, you have to assume he's going to be more like that version of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is the at peace with resolve, uh, you know, stoic, calm, pr- like pro Jedi, <laughs> like that monk. Not this disturbed, uh, brain-twisted, sad, and depressed version of Obi-Wan. Now people can say, yeah, this, well, the show could start that way, and then he comes to some sort of um, resolution with that. I don't think so. And I think If the you missed because... last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the reason I'm saying this is because the moment Kathleen Kennedy said, Darth Vader's going to be in this series, and it's going to be Hayden Christensen, and it's going to be the rematch of the century, we're talking like a fight here, and we're talking like it's going to go down She's she didn't hype it up to to let us down. So she's not. They're they're always careful with their words with that sort of thing because they don't want it to come back and be like, I can't believe Kathleen Kennedy said this. Yeah, and that's what we got. And it's definitely not so, going to be on Tatooine because yeah. he can't know that he's there. No, it's not. <laughs> it's going to be for for many reasons. It's going to be in a place we've probably never seen. One, so that they can sell the, Which the means figures he the on planet. the set. <laughs> but yeah, before we get too I far mean, away from Obi- my joke, it's great that Alan Tudyk is going to be in this. 
Uh, Kathleen Kennedy said uh, she, he was going to be in it, so he came out I on just, stage. He had yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I just I feel know, like I know, I know. the big red flag too that people often forget is that this is a Disney product. It's here to obviously entertain you, but make money and make toys and merchandise. So they need this show to be able to do that outside of the stuff that they already make with new characters and stuff. And I could see, like James was saying before, like the Knights of Ren made cool action figures, but that's pretty much it. So line up a bunch of bad guys. Those things are going to sell. Yeah. And the the moment she just put Vader out there, you're going to get more Vader merch now that's tied to the series and whatever environments they take the show in, which I think will be a new planet for that reason. So you could say, and they want this for families too, because that's what Mandalorian did is bring families in. Yeah. Like blank planet, Darth Vader from the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got to have that one. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be Mustafar part two or the death star fight part two or whatever. It's going to be some new location where they're going to fight. Now her putting Vader in this series uh, really kicks the door open for the Empire to have a, a huge presence um, and really wipes away this this thought in my mind that it's going to be like this, you know, dark, sad, emotional, deep dive into the psyche of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, Ewan McGregor's not coming back to do that, guys. He's coming back to... He wants to, to have to fun. Be- he wants to have fun and he wants to, like, show people, like... I can still do this. I can still do it really well. I'm excited what these writers are going to do. These directors are going to do. It's not going to be him. Like, why like, is he getting so the, jacked if he's just going to mope the whole time? He's like, yeah, you know the right Bill now. Murray movies that have come out in the last ten years, where it's basically just him sitting on a couch for 45 minutes saying nothing. Like, that's not the <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi we're going to get. We're we're going to get the the prime Bill Murray Obi Wan Kenobi, where it's like, yes, that's that's the Obi Wan I know. Um, now there's going to be those moments where he's going to be challenged or maybe there'll be a dream sequence, but they're going to be a few and far between. This is a, a Jedi that is on a journey to the Alec Guinness version of the role. He's not regressing in his abilities or his path as a Jedi. He's going closer to that master Jedi that we met in A New Hope. So I think uh, with that said, knowing that he's going to be that way and you have the Empire presence... There could be this cat and mouse thing, and I like that idea about the Inquisitors being the ones that are uh, after him, and maybe that's why that. he has to he he has to break his. Here's my guess: he he communicates with Yoda, tells him I have to break my promise that I was going to stay on Tatooine in exile because they're after me, and that means they're going to get to the boy, and I have to leave get to get away. their scent yeah. off his trace. So I'm going to take them away from finding him. So that's going to launch the story. He's going to go to other planets and maybe like a cat and mouse thing. He probably fakes his uh, death. He could, but it'll ultimately lead to Vader finally finding him and them having a confrontation. Now, I think that confrontation can lead to them both being damaged even further, henceforth leading to a much more aged and, and battle-worn Obi-Wan. But ultimately, um, I think that Inquisitor angle and the fact that Vader is involved really... Uh, show uh, cements that the empire is going to have a massive massive role in this story and it's not going to be like james like you said oh it's just gonna be obi-wan versus some pirates mm-hmm. or obi-wan versus people on tatooine who are trying to take over the lars homestead it's gonna be big and they're putting all their chips in the center of the table saying like done yes all bets are off we're putting all of our chips in the center of the table and we're going big on this kenobi series and i think that proof is right there by her uh, Kathleen Kennedy going right out there saying Darth Vader's coming back. Hayden Christensen, rematch of the century. 
Give us let's your bring money. them all in. <laughs> get Palpatine. Get Tarkin. Let's bring them all in. This is going to be a big one and done thing. We have to capitalize on it now because we're not going to be able to do that much with him after this. Um, I did look it up. It's called the Fortress Inquisitorius, and it's on the Moon of Nur, which is when you're when you're there, when you're on the planet side, you can see like the giant planets like nearby. Cool. So I think it would be like a really cool spectacle. And one of those is Mustafar. Wait. It's like right, right off. Uh, that could the planet be. is the planet is called Nur. It's a moon. <laughs> so do the people who live on there are they called nerds? <laughs> N U R D. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I guarantee that's why they came up with that. Maybe I'll bet a million dollars. Um, <laughs> but no, I I think I think if they if they went down that route, that would be really cool. Uh, again, I don't know if they're gonna do that, but I that would be really interesting to me if they went with uh, the in- Inquisitors being the lead. I think that, that is, I'm like I'm hyped so... for James right now because now he's excited for the series and he can be excited with us. <laughs> Until they don't do it, and James is uh, like, I hate stupid everything. series. No, it's like, yeah, they're uh, moisture farmers trying to steal water from the Lars homestead. Oh my right. God. You know, yeah. um, Just you know Tuscan Raiders. You know, yeah. I, I think, John, you were saying more and more, you're like, look, this is how they hyped it up. It's the rematch of the century. It's this and this and this. And, you know, and I want to throw something out there that's maybe a little bit left field, and it doesn't really have to do with the Empire, but I brought him up earlier. If they were ever going to do a live action Maul versus Vader. Oh, snap. <laughs> how would that possibly fit into a six part Kenobi series? Is Maul searching for Kenobi just as much? Oh, is he trying so to they're get, both looking for him. Is he trying to get information from Vader? Or they like Here, happened this, at the same this place? This is tough. Because this is around the same exact time as Solo, mm-hmm. and Maul's doing his Crimson Dawn thing, and he hasn't revisited the idea of trying to find Kenobi. Yeah, because I think in Rebels he, well, okay, in Rebels he, he gets the news and he he, he runs away alive, and he's right? like he's alive, he's alive. But also that's yeah. ten years after this. He could have yeah. thought. You know, just the same as Vader, a presence I've not felt since. They they rewrite that a little bit. Maybe he's pretty sure that he found and killed Kenobi. I'm going to say no, only because of the limitations in time. In, in of it time being six episodes, yeah. yeah. What like, it, this isn't the type of series where they can have... I'm sorry, Lacey. Okay. I'm going to say that real quick. This is, what the, the, this is the only series where I can't see them doing a... We're going to go over here for one of the chapters... Like they have a limited amount of time mm-hmm. and they have the story to tell. Whereas Mandalorian's like, well, we're keep you know multiple seasons and we could do something over here that's a little weird and come back, but I don't know. Is this before after Solar or do we not know? It's just at the same time. Well, it's right around the same time. Yeah, because yeah. this is ten years before a new but hope. But we don't specifically Solo's... know if it's before no, or no, after. No. Ten years after no, Revenge of the Sith, so nine years before a new hope. And Solo so was eight years before a new hope. I thought Solo was ten years before A New Hope. Am I crazy? I'm just saying because what what if Maul was to show up in this series at whatever reason? How cool would it be if it ends up it happened after Solo, and he turns to Kira like at some point he's like we gotta go blah blah blah, and then it leads well, into some type of crime series or something. It, it, You're right, it, John. It was t- ten years. So this then this takes place one year, one year after, after Solo. Solo. What if? 
What if that would would that would that piss people off to be like they have this Kenobi series and it ends with Maul again? No, like, this because then it shows. The end of all these then it shows, shows you what series and movies to watch in what order. Yeah, I I do think I have this. I, I know I think I said this last week. I do think they're gonna end this with the CGI Guinness though. They might. I'm saying this could be like a smaller moment that you're like, what? What does this mean? I would love to see more live action Maul. Um, I don't know if I want it in the Kenobi series, though. That would be nuts, though, James. If like they're both looking for Kenobi and then they meet at the same spot and they're like, you? What are you doing here? You? <laughs> Look, I, I a <laughs> or lot they're of working love... together at the beginning. Yeah. Like episode one, <clears throat> you're like, oh, man, Vader's in this. This is awesome. And then the end of episode one, Maul shows up and you're like, what? And then the rest of the series, they're working together <clears throat> for a little bit. Then they fight. Maul runs away. That would be intense. And That'd because be so Vader won that fight, they would pro- I guarantee that's how it would go. Yeah, uh, Vader would win that fight. Maul would run he away, and then Vader <laughs> would get his opportunity at Kenobi, and then it goes however it goes. Look, I, I, I I've but, said this plenty of times. I, I I know a lot of people love the Rebels fight because of its symbolism, and there's more to it than just uh, the fact that it's a short fight. Because Obi Wan does the three stances, and I kind of I get that, and I appreciate that, and I respect it, especially at the end when he's like holding him, and they acknowledge that they feel like Luke is the chosen one. I I love all of that. I do. Uh, especially, you know, Steven Stanton's in it. But, oh, man, Maul Kenobi. They didn't know Ray Disney Park Plus versus, was going to happen. Ray Park versus Ewan McGregor. That They have to be like, damn. But that's what James is saying. They could still make it happen and then have them meet up again later. <sighs> yeah. There are ways they could write around it. Do you, all right, again, so let's just say it right now. Ewan Let, is did, jacked right now. I don't think people did, understand how jacked he is. Why is he getting so jacked if he's not fighting all the time? Well, the did, real well, question yeah, is... I, I 100% agree with that. I just don't know that it's going to be Maul. Mm. So you guys you guys think Maul's going to be in the series, or you're just having some fun? I'm just having no. fun. Uh, yeah, and I threw it out there because I like I, I, when I started it, I said, John, I think you're right. They're setting this up. The big spectacle is you're getting five episodes that lead up to the big whatever or you're getting four episodes Rematch, that lead yeah. up to the big whatever and then you get one like finale resolution. you know resolution yeah. episode or whatever but the thing is is like i you know i like i said if they were ever gonna do it maul versus vader in live action would be really cool and i don't know when you would make that happen um but you do have a series called obi-wan kenobi and there's two jedi out there or two you know sith that really want to have a word with him. Yeah. They're going after the same guy. And you're yeah, probably, you just... you're, you're, you've, we've never really seen that confrontation of those two particular characters. And I think people getting to see Maul versus Vader would be really cool. And, and I don't know where else you Vader, would do right? it. Yeah. Yeah. Prime is yeah. is argumentative. I don't, I don't know when Prime Vader I feel like really people is. say that Prime Vader is like about where we are like 10 years after he becomes vader's prime vader like he's done terrible things so he's willing to do whatever when he finally gets used to his mechanics and all that yeah Yeah. um because he's i don't think he's prime in the the original trilogy no no but then rogue one he's like slicing and dicing people yeah (laughs) so it's tough but but also like this (laughs) yeah well, one thing, yeah. <laughs> one thing's Come for here, sure, though. You. <laughs> I, 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 I think we can safely say that 
you know, this isn't Obi-Wan fending off uh, a, a herd of Tusken Raiders Mm-mm. from Lars Homestead. Like, they're going to go big on this. So a- anyone and anything you can imagine, they're putting they're putting in this. Uh, this <laughs> and show. I think Cop, Ewan Cop wants Vanth that. is the villain. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I think Ewan wants that. I bet he went to them and said, look, if we're going to do this, we're doing this. Like, I want... Well, he, yeah, spectacle. he's probably like, send me this script. And they're, they're probably like, yeah. Uh, and he's flipping through and he's like, where's Vader? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you wanted? Oh, okay. Want- <laughs> All right. So we're going to go bring in this other writer. Uh, we'll get to you some Vader scenes immediately. And he's like, okay, good. I don't have all day here, of course. All right. <laughs> uh, I think that that could be the case. But now the fact that they're bringing like Vader in, a lot of people are like, there's no way they're going to do that. That now all bets are off. And I think it's going to be just every episode, we're going to be like, Hell Hickle's going to do the roller coaster thing again. We're all going to be like, oh my God, they did that. Oh my God, they brought back Tarkin. Oh my God, Palpatine. Oh my God. It's going to be that special. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to blow people's thing. minds. Yeah, I don't yeah, think Tarkin's yeah. in this. He should be, but I don't think he's going to be. I think they're I, just going to walk around. Probably him. not. I I hope so, just because I really love uh, Tarkin. I really do. So, and I'm probably wrong on this too, but like I'm going to say no Death Star either, because even even Vader and Tarkin both were not. That I I agree. We're not agree. super into the Death Star at this period. It was it was not until Rogue One when they were like, oh, I'm taking over the Death Star. This yeah. is I agree itself, with you. So. I agree. I agree. We won't even see it like um, through construction or anything like that. Um, worst case, you see like the hologram, like you do in like Attack of the Clones or something. But, but not like even Obi Wan, because remember in A New Hope, he's like, no, that's he doesn't no, know. Yeah, it. that's right. no moon. Right. He's never, never right. encountered this. Right. No, I agree. Um, but boy, now now I'm excited because you know the idea of potentially seeing like you know Sheeve and. and uh, and all, all this just i love the i love galactic empire presence just like the star destroyers and the herds of star destroyers they're and good all that bad stuff guys and, mm-hmm. yeah and stormtroopers and and all that stuff so i think the tie fighters like all that stuff it, it excites me now again we'll see we did a lot of speculation here but i think we all have kind of agreed that since they are going big there's going to be a heavy empire presence in this and um could we see it, moff it, gideon at some point a young that's that is like 20 uh, yeah 25 years that would be he has to be 25 years mm. years younger that's tough yeah true just just to have him yeah, that'd yeah. Be, I, I feel like he needs to stay in the mandalorian story so it doesn't damper his presence there mm-hmm. though he kind of turned into a little that's bit the of you know what? thing about star wars in general is all these there's so many stories and it's so that rich interconnect, that yeah. every time you say you're doing a, a series that takes place around this time you're like oh cal kestis you know <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah your brain yeah, just starts going right. off who is every option that could show up at this time and and we've discussed it a, a million times before but it's very likely that the mass majority of characters that you're getting are new characters but we all know they're going to give us a, a few of those uh characters to that we know and love you know what i mean so it's like Right now, we we already know we're getting Vader. We already know we're getting Amperu. We already know we're getting oh, Owen yeah. Lars. We, that probably means we're getting Luke. It, you know, so how much more is there for them to tease when they, we only get six episodes? That's that's the thing. Like so, like Lacey's right. I believe like a handful of these people are going to be and new Empire officers. Mm-hmm. 
a couple of them will play that aliens. That friend guy looks like an officer. He looks like an Empire guy. Yeah. Well, Some of these people British? will be people... Ro- right. Rupert Friend. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these people will be people that Kenobi knows on Tatooine who know him as Ben. Uh, there, it's going to be all kind of this whole cast is going to be dispersed out and, and play their roles, and some are going to be big, some some are going to be small, but I think we've all sort of agreed that uh, the Empire is going to be living large here mm-hmm. in, over the series, and uh, that excites me. And you know what, we did a heck of a lot of speculation here, but um, we'll 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 take what they give us, and I'm sure we'll enjoy the hell out of it because it seems like you know with Deborah Chow. And the focus they've put on making sure they were writing this thing the right way, and you and being fully excited and on board with this thing, I think we're in for something really. Special. That's the other so. thing we didn't really touch on. Deborah Chow loves action, so this series is going to have a lot of action. She did lot the most action-filled action. episodes of The Mandalorian, so yeah. you pick a, yeah. a director that can handle that, and she absolutely can. <clears throat> so, a great point. Uh, I think we've said our piece, but now, uh, well, obviously we want to know what you think in the comments. Of course, do you feel like uh, it's going to be a large presence for the Empire in this series? Are they going to go big besides Darth Vader? And uh, obviously uh, share the episode too. Quote, tweet it with your thoughts on what you think. Uh, Maybe your thoughts on one of our takes. Take us out of context. Whatever you got to do. Just share it (laughs) with your friends and let's uh, spread the word of the episode. But now we are going to hear from some of you in terms of... uh, this series and what you may be looking to get out of it. So, Lacey, what is our next segment and what are we doing? Spoiler alert, John. It's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> so every week, we put up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter at RBATSWNN. And you guys give your answers. And this week, per what John just said, the scenario was, what is one thing you would love to see happen in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? So not as crazy, not as wacky, but we still are interested in what you have to say. All right. First up, we have Wolf King Jeremy at Wolf King 2010. And what up, Jeremy? Jeremy said, Obi-Wan slash Ben having a drink slash meal at the Mos Eisley Cantina. Nice. One drink that- slash meal, please. <laughs> And like nothing <laughs> happens, it's just very well. That like, place boring. is going to be bumping at this period yeah. of time, not in the Mandalorian, yeah. well, but this period. S- something yeah. interesting has to happen. I mean, this isn't an episode of Better Call Saul here. <laughs> Next is JG <laughs> at Quinn Winter esque. I'm assuming Esquire. Uh, the live action version of Obi Wan's m- modified clone armor. Ooh, a lot of people have been hoping to see that. Mm. I've noticed. Hmm. I don't think we will. Next is Tyler Smith at Tyler underscore Smith 116. Hey, Tyler. Tyler said, I would love to see a Millennium Falcon Easter egg just to say, hey, you don't see him, but Han is here. (laughs) I love that. Like in Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Yeah. Next is uh, Duchess of Dark Saber Light at Dark Saber Light. Great handle. Uh, they said at least one flashback with Obi-Wan and Satine or at least like a mention of her. I'm not greedy, but I just want her to be recognized as an important part of Obi-Wan's story. I mean, that's a big thing here that a lot of people are talking about. Like, will she hmm. get mentioned? Nope. I don't think so. <laughs> Next is Star Wars. opening I'm... up a can of worms for fans that don't know what's going on. True. True. Uh, next is Star Wars underscore neat at star wars underscore neat that is a neat handle (laughs) uh 
some kind of interaction with Qui-Gon, Force Ghost, or just the voice doesn't matter. I think you're going to see full Ghost. Yeah. yeah. Ghost Liam Neeson. I agree. The voice doesn't matter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next is Joey Sack at Joey Sack. Hey, uh, Joey. I almost said Joey Sack. Hey, Joey. I'm losing it. Uh, he said, I'm hoping that old Ben Kenobi crosses paths with a young Luke Skywalker at least once. From their meeting in A New Hope, it seemed likely that they've met before. By the way, great answer. But I love how every person's being like, at least once can this blah 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 happen <laughs> just it, yeah. just once just give me this uh, yeah one one time i love do it do you guys remember the the original rumors that it was kind of like uh lone wolf finds a cub kind of thing but then it was too close to mandalorian yes um, yes i mean do you Maybe. do you think it's obi-wan taking care of luke and like luke was supposed to be involved kind of in an adventure a young luke but then they're like i don't think this so. isn't working because it doesn't make sense for the bigger story that we see in A yeah. New Hope where he's just like, oh, old Ben? Like, you don't go on adventures with someone and then they're like, huh, that guy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next is Matt Skywalker at Jedi underscore adopted. What's up, Matt? Matt said, the entire series is just Obi-Wan stealthily following Vader around and finding ways to put sand in increasingly <laughs> uncomfortable places in his suit. <laughs> Yeah, you ever go to the beach and it just like it's you can't get rid of it. Gets everywhere. Yeah. As Anakin would say. Uh yeah, next is rough. Adam Odell at Odell Adam. Hey Adam. Adam said an Obi-Wan and Anakin interaction, not a flashback, where part or all of the helmet is off. Now that is that would be crazy. I would love that. Yeah. I almost feel like you have to because why else? Rebels would you bring was Hayden the eye, right? They did like the Yeah, they cracked sure. his helmet. Well, and they gave him half voice like he he had lines that were said at the same time by two different voice actors to kind of give both james earl jones and matt lanter probably right i think so yeah cool i haven't seen that scene in a while i should go back and watch it next is cal b at luke's green saber hey kyle kyle said hayden getting an opportunity to show off his show off his acting chops absolutely hayden is a great actor whoa i think he's great and I thought he was very wonderful in Little Italy. So Little Italy is uh, free on YouTube with ads nice. right now. <laughs> There's ads on there? They, well, that's YouTube's version of like subscriptions. No, oh, I know. Uh, and last but not least is Beer Fet Bethany. Hey, Bethany, at beer underscore fet. And uh, Bethany said, Obi-Wan has to participate in a pod race. That now- is bananas. That I don't know that this series is gonna have time for that, but that would be so good because we know that Obi Wan hates flying and probably going really fast on a in a race with something he would not want to do. So that'd be right. I'm surprised that nobody put um, the one thing I want to see in the Obi Wan uh, series is Owen Lars give a little toot. (laughs) Moment is gone. (laughs) All right, we're done. Back to you, John. All right. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening, watching, being a part of TRB. Uh, this was a fun one and good conversation. So mm. um, well-rounded all together. Make sure you do subscribe to the show. You can do that on your preferred audio podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podbean, uh, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. We should be there. So follow us there. Subscribe. If they have a rating system like Apple, 
do us a quick favor hit us with five stars i believe we're approaching 400 ratings on apple Podcasts, so we appreciate all the support there uh but youtube as well youtube.com slash star wars news net videos we have additional videos besides just the podcast here on the channel uh so subscribe to us here it is free and you'll be alerted whenever we post new videos so there you go uh go to starwarsnewsnet.com for all of your star wars news reviews editorials information and more remember start putting together your 10 to 15 second clips of why you want to see lucasfilm disney make solo 2 happen why you love solo why you want to see more of han and chewy uh, more continuations to those stories and email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com with those have fun with it you know it's only 10 to 15 seconds but get your families involved get your kids involved your pets involved your gear your merch your chewy dolls whatever your makes a little too happen stuff have some fun and uh the more fun you have the more fun this whole thing's going to be so send those to us at our email and make sure you put makes a little too happen with your name and follow uh name your file appropriately uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, where all podcasts are found. And tomorrow, in your first Schmodown match. It. Oh, my first Schmodown match tomorrow. It's going down. Taking the gloves off. Showing you what I'm made of. Hopefully. Who are you um, going up against? Eric Whiteley uh, from the Blind Wave. Uh, youtube channel big big following over there yeah so um i uh, i'm like the the david to the goliath uh, in terms of <laughs> in terms of this whole thing so support me get behind me we need the trb community behind me uh everyone uh root me on and we'll see what happens but yeah tomorrow on the schmodown entertainment network mm-hmm. channel uh check me out uh usually those things fly off around five maybe we should do a watch along for yeah, patreon well, I mean, we'll, well, yeah I mean, we'll maybe, maybe. I don't know. but yeah, go check that out and uh, root me on. Appreciate that. And that's it for me. So Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Also tomorrow covering the Hasbro Fan Fest before nice. John's match. Are you getting that uh, gold lightsaber? I don't know, but they better. I mean, you know, one day it's going to happen. So don't worry. I, the rumor was that it's happening soon. So if this is the time they're announcing it, it should be the fan fest. If please tag me in every tweet mentioning it. So I see it. Thanks. Imagine it's the one time you can't cover a Hasbro event. And that's just like one of our other people filling in. They're like, look at this lightsaber. (laughs) Never. They love me over there. They're like, cancel the event. She's not here. Uh, James, what is up? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks and just being generally pretty excited to have, uh, Han in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And by Han, I do mean Han Solo. Ah. The second Han. <laughs> and James, you are, you're going to be, uh, in Batu, right? Jim? No, no, I'm going to Florida, but I'm not, I don't, I, as far as I know, we're not going to Disney, but it's kind of oh, a loose okay. A loose thing so who knows maybe we end up there i'll be in downtown disney i gotta but, say uh, that's the worst feeling of being in florida and then being like no as a disney yeah. fan myself i'm always like no please yeah yeah, yeah. i think i th- we the thing is is i think we have plans to do that you know what i mean so this is kind of a different um time away oh okay. but i will say that what was really interesting was that when we went to galaxy's edge the first time it was, we booked it because of, we were thinking the podcast might go 
and then the podcast uh, didn't go. And then we were like, okay, well, me and Rachel are still going down. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to be in Florida when <laughs> Galaxy's Edge is opening and I'm not going. We have to go. And so I did. Yeah. I was that close to it and it did pull me in. So, And I now I'm glad I went. Maybe the three of us go at the end of this year or something and just finally go. Because I, I, so. I need to go. Like, I'm not waiting till celebration. I can't. I, I know that sounds so like, oh, poor you. But come on. I got to go. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. All right. Speaking of got to go, we got to go. Yep. Uh, we hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, we'll be back with you on Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. So we'll see you around, kids. <laughs>